Frank, you and I have had bad days before. That, like not I, together, I would say but... that we, yeah, no, but I'd say that Separately. we've probably had multiple bad days. Yes, yes, I think yes. we've uh, we've each told each other about our previous bad days in the past. Yeah. Well, the song we're doing today is the ultimate remedy to a bad day. I'm I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I think this is uh, the song is from the opening notes to the closing notes. It is a positive pick me up song all the way through. There we go. Welcome to Guilt Free Pleasures. And I'm Bill. And I'm Frank. And uh, today we're going to speak about uh, Shanice's I Love Your Smile. And we exist for many different reasons as Guilt Free Pleasures. And one of them is to make your day. And Shanice has made our day so many times. And we want to help make your day excellent today. And would you also perhaps bill say that part of guilt-free pleasures is to make you smile oh that's even better we're here to make you smile oh that's good <laughs> and that's and, brilliant Frank. and we love your smile <laughs> we do i uh i i texted our good friend emil this morning to get his mm-hmm. take on this song and he uh he sent me a response saying they played it a lot that's what he remembered and it got into your head. But the special thing about this song is that you were never annoyed by it. I think that's a pretty good way to describe the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of an earworm song, but it's one that you will never, ever get tired of. It's every time I hear it, I just love it more and more each and every time. It's just so, it's so positive and happy and, and just such a, such a great tune. All right, well, uh, should we start with a bit of history of the tune, maybe, and then our history of Shanice, and then kind of work our way through? I have been doing a ton of research. Uh, when I say a ton, I mean I've been looking at Wikipedia here. So uh, a lot of a lot of my stuff is, is anecdotal. But Shanice, a bit of a, uh, a, a child star, or quote-unquote child star, she uh, uh, made her uh, debut at nine years old in a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial. With uh, with which uh, which jazz uh, which jazz great was in the commercial with her? Well, you and I both read the same Wikipedia page, Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> That's right. Which is uh, I never thought that Ella Fitzgerald was uh, was a spokesperson for for KFC, but uh, apparently she was, and uh, that was that was where Shanice kind of made her uh, sort of media debut. I would say she's also on a lot of Star Search, a, a season of Star Search. I watched a couple um, mm-hmm. songs from that yeah and she was also in the first season of kids incorporated for the first part of it did you know that fergie martika and even mario lopez were also in uh kids incorporated yeah i knew mario lopez was on but i, di- I didn't know that uh, uh fergie and, and who else did you say martika toy soldiers oh that's right surprisingly wow. shanice did not uh get to sing and that was why she apparently left the show midway through the first season. That would make sense um, if uh, why why she why she would leave. Uh, she has a great voice, and y- you'll hear it in the in the song here. It's just 
it's clean, it's crisp, it's just positive and poppy and fun. And the fact that they didn't let her sing on that show is a, it's a travesty of justice, I would say. You know, opportunity for the producer of Kids Incorporated to call us in to apologize. We'll uh, accept it on Shanice's behalf. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. She has a five octave range, I think. She is apparently a coloratura soprano. This is on the Wikipedia page, Wikipedia page, and she sings in the whistle register, yep. as does our good friend Mariah Carey. Yeah, I, I knew Mariah had a. What does Mariah have? Does she? She has a. a was it a six, seven octave range? I don't know. I, I would like to say that Mariah has like a 27 octave range, but I, I think that's stretching it a little bit. She sings in other dimensions, but I think Mariah's ability to sing and control herself in the whistle register is what kind of makes her the thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's it's uh, Shanice. Yeah, she can she can she can uh, sing in the whistle register as well. Like that's that's pretty fantastic. And, and for those listeners um, who don't understand what the whistle register is, Neither do Bill and I. We have no clue what that means. It just sounds really impressive. It does. It does. All I can think of is like, one is, I'm like, it's impressive. And two is like, I don't ever want to hear a song that just sounds like whistling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. what. A, okay, I, I'm glad we've been reading the same website. So I uh, think she fell on harder times after this song. In my, in my worldview, like the view that I take of all this is I always think things are much more rosy than they really are. That she didn't really make mm -hmm. much money off this song until years later. And to have a childhood that's spent moving from Pennsylvania to LA to be sort of uh, brought to all these different places to try to make it means that her whole childhood mm -hmm. was about becoming this singer. So her mom and her aunt formed a whole production company. So you have a kid who's probably seven yeah. or eight who's doing all these things. Like, I guess this is how she befriends Janet Jackson as well, because they were following the oh. same record company and stuff. But she, mm -hmm. by the time this song comes out, she's 18. Or she records it when she's 18? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, the, the album was released when she was 18, yeah. And, and this was her second album. So her, like, she was two albums in, in, her, in her teens, right? Like, that's, that, that's pretty big, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I, I just, uh, there's a sort of sadness there, too. I wonder... I wonder if uh, now raising her own kids, if she would just kind of keep them away from the sort of industry. I don't know. I don't know if we'll do that with our kids. Would you think if you have a, a little Frank, you'd take him to L.A. and uh, try to make it big? I mean, help your child make it big? <laughs> well, I mean, if if my child makes it big, then I make it big, right? Because... Uh... That that's the ultimate uh, ultimate goal of any any uh, parent is to live vicariously through your children's success, right? So that's why we push them so hard to do what they do to do. Sorry, not to do what they want to do, but do what we want them to do. Having no kids, I have a pretty firm grasp on what good parenting is all about. You took something that sounds uh, horrifying and made it sound kind of special. So that's that's a gift. <laughs> Chart history of this song. Yeah, it uh, it didn't do. Uh, it never made it to number one. Made it to number two. It was sort of between two uh, big songs back in the early '90s. One which holds up much better than the other, I would say. Um, so, uh, "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me" was the number one song. Well, Shanice was number two, and then she was leapfrogged, unfortunately, by uh, Right Said Fred's "I'm Too Sexy." And obviously, I'm Too Sexy is the one that holds up much better than uh, than Elton John and George Michael, right? Like, that's a, that's a song for the ages. 
Yeah, well, no one remembers the Elton John, George Michael song. And, uh, you know, Right Said Fred did have a three-week stretch there of number ones. I was looking that over. Yeah. But interestingly, Shanice is listed as Billboard's topper. I don't know if that's a word. Single. It was listed as number 11 for the year, where those two songs were actually listed below. So she, even though you're, you know, you're number two, if you uh, can just uh, hold on long enough... In the, in the long run, you're going to be better than the number ones. Yeah, yeah. She had more staying power. You know, she, she wasn't the, that flash in the pan, obviously. She uh, she kind of held, or this song kind of held its own uh, more than the those other two songs, I would say. I can still come back to this song, and I still like it. And I haven't gone back to either of those two songs for any reason other than... Well, I, I the George Michael song I've never gone back to, but the right said Fred, I, I wouldn't go back to say, hey, this will make my day. No, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, anytime I hear that song, I just like, oh, that was just, there's a lot of a lot of bad music in the early '90s that was popular for some reason. Well, that's the big thing about our memory is we just edit so much out. We can say, hey, the '90s were so positive. Like it was a massive recession through the whole '90s. We, people were depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Cobain was big. Like this is all depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But th- this song is not depressing at all. Like, this is the opposite of the grunge movement or or, or the depressing, disillusioned early mid-90s. Like, the instrumentation in it, the xylophones, the just the... Yes. Like, it just, so much about it is just so positive and happy. And it just, it makes me smile. And I love my smile when I hear this song. <laughs> That's a great, that's a, I, I, I have nothing to say about that. I, I love your <laughs> smile. I like your smile too, Frank. Well, I appreciate that. Even if you only see it virtually these days. You know, there's two different versions of this song, one for like mainstream radio and one for uh, mm-hmm. video or I don't even know what you'd call the other stations, the ones we listen to. Or the, the album version. Yeah. When you go on uh, on YouTube and check out the official video, that's that's where she uh, she lays down the, the rap portion of it. But when when you're in the supermarket and you hear the song, you don't hear the rap version because Apparently, early '90s rap is still uh, a bit of a uh, hot and button topic in uh, in Zares and Sobies these days. So that was uh, had me thinking about that because I remember people talking about rap crap and just the sort of anger mm-hmm. they had towards rap. And any sort of rap would suddenly make you on the equivalent of Two Live Crew or something. And there was, da- I mean, there's yeah. only racist undertones to the sort of hatred of it i think at the time i mean the 90s it was it was a real different time but it's so funny to think of it now that her rap especially like this is a, as disney as you're going to get i think for a rap song pretty much yeah or, yeah, yeah. it's yep. it's i i uh, read a review saying oh it's cringeworthy i'm like oh maybe i have no taste well i didn't really think that i know i have taste but i thought i thought she did a pretty good job with the rap Whatever that looks like, I do you call it flow, Frank? Is it flow? Uh, yeah, it, that, that that's that's uh, that's what you're looking for in in in, uh, in rap music. You want a good flow. I, I really don't think that I'm I'm any sort of authority on on the subject though. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I think as a, as a 
as a as a forty three year old man living in in southern Ontario, I think what you're looking for is flow. I'm showing the life that I'm living. This is the life that I have, and it's given to you. Yeah, and it's true. Lottie Dot, twinkly D, to you. Believe in a girl like me. Sure, this is the one for you to be with. There was a bit more production on the radio single, so I I did like it. But the rap part missing is a, uh, that's like a no deal situation for me. It's like, no, I have to go to the album version. And um, that's my, uh, that's my take on it. Well, even talking further, there's a, there's a number of reviews on Shanice and the song specifically. And the one I really, really like, and, and this sort of plays into, I, I guess, the genre and the time that the song came out and its style and whatnot. But uh, Billboard magazine said Shanice's matured voice sounds like a cross between Shaka Khan and Janet Jackson, sprawling out comfortably over a subtle and percussive groove framed with warm sax lines. Yeah. I, I read that and I'm just like, okay, I definitely heard the uh, the Janet Jackson, but the, the Shaka Khan comparison is like that. That's a, that's a pretty big uh, statement to make. Like Shaka Khan being an absolute, I mean, Janet Jackson too, but... Uh, Shaka Khan back in the early 90s, like being a titan of in the uh, uh, female R&B industry, I would say. Shocking thing is that Shanice didn't make it bigger. So she had this song and she's a writer, one of the writers of the song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel yeah. like listening to her other tracks, they're all just kind of slow. And again, this mm-hmm. is the sort of like thing that happens where you have this great upbeat track, but they don't repeat the success of it. I mean, I haven't gone deep into her catalog, but I haven't found anything mm-hmm. this fun. That was released a lot of Disney Pocahontas songs and yeah yeah and and I think I think you're absolutely right with what you say like the song is fun it really really is like just straight up fun it, it it's great it puts you in a great mood I I'm in a great mood just talking about it right yeah, now me too here's a how some trivia for you here Frank who does the sax in the song my go to would always just be Kenny G because I really don't know any other saxophone artist that there is so I'm gonna say Kenny G okay well she actually says his name in the song so after the rap uh, portion of the song mm-hmm. the sax comes in and she says blow Branford blow and so it's Branford Marsalis okay so what else has Branford Marsalis done? Do we know anything else by by him or no? He's he's a, a well regarded um, saxophonist and plays on a lot of jazz and film scores stuff. But his brother is okay. Winton Marsalis, who who was on the uh, Jay Leno show in the uh, early run. Oh, and he plays trumpet. So there's Branford and Winton Marsalis. Okay. Shanice actually was the first musical guest for the Jay Leno show. There, there's something for you there. Oh, was she? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read that necessarily, but uh, wow, good for her. I, really good for Jay that that he actually recognized an immense talent in Shanice that he brought her on as 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 the first musical guest. Way to go, Jay Leno. The uh, Claude Debussy's Arabesque plays right after the rap portion, or towards the end of it when she says, "Suddenly my day." gets brighter so she samples uh, a classical song from a hundred years earlier there you go there's another piece of trivia yeah that's some deep dive there 
Well, do, do you want to talk some lyrics here? I, I think I think what we also need to bring up, the comparison was made earlier, but there's a cameo on this song that some, uh, some of our listeners might not be aware of, but Janet Jackson actually makes an appearance on this song. And she sings. She doesn't sing, sorry. She laughs. That's her contribution. Yeah, right at, right at the end of the song, she finishes off with an I love your smile. There's a little xylophone, but then there's a, there's a couple of people laughing, and one of those laughs is Janet Jackson. That is the ultimate piece of trivia, I think, the Janet Jackson at the end. So if I was running a trivia night, I'd put this as one of the questions. There there was also someone else on it, Renee Elizondo, but I don't know who that is necessarily. That is uh, Mr. Janet Jackson. He was married to her for nine years. Oh, that oh that Renee Elizondo oh of course I was I was thinking of someone else perhaps, <laughs> right right sorry so oh, there I won't call you out on that Frank I thought I I know usually yeah. <laughs> as you look at that Jackson family tree and shake your head knowing you missed that one, um, <laughs> the lyrics I was just kind of looking it over and I'm trying to trying to think my way through them I really I love these lyrics by the way there's something. Mm-hmm clever but also so simple about it it begins with her sitting in class and and these are like lyrics that just like read just straight ahead there's no metaphor simile i that i can see at least sitting in my class just drifting away okay that's a metaphor sitting in my class just drifting away staring into the (laughs) windows of the okay that's another metaphor okay i take all that back so okay pretty straightforward though she's sitting in the class looking out the window she can't hear the teacher and his books aren't speaking to her and she can't even see the bad boys playing outside or trying to catch some play. I'm not sure if they're hitting on her or playing outside because she loves this guy's smile. No, I think catch some play means that they're trying to hook up. But again, this is a 43-year-old man from Southern Ontario speaking, so I, I'm not necessarily savvy with this. But at the time, we were almost of age to kind of understand these yeah. terms. At least one of the terms yeah. that's going to come up, we totally knew. And then the next line says, the clock at work says three. I want to be free, free to scream, free to bathe, free to paint my toes all day. Whew. My boss is lame, you know, and so is the pay. I'm going to put that new black mini on my charge anyway, because I love your smile. I think my favorite line was that I'm going to put my new black mini on the charge. Like, oh, yeah, back in those days, it was the black dress. That was like the big deal. The killer black dress. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to put that new black mini on my charge anyway, because I love it. Is this two different characters or is she the same character? Because one's in school and I would think school goes to three. But now she's at work. Or is this someone at work feeling the same way? Or has there been like a time gap between the first and second verse? Or am I thinking too much? I think you might be thinking too much. I think this is a song written by a uh, 17, 18 year old. And I I think we can forgive a couple of uh, little inconsistencies, perhaps. In, in, In my mind, she's talking about herself as Two different characters at two different times. Uh, the the school uh, character and then also the person that's working. I don't know if this is a verse or a br- bridge or I. Uh, it's certainly a shift where she says, "Time came and showed me your direction. Now 
I know I'll never go back. And maybe she's playing with time here, Frank, because she said time came. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe she's gone into some sort of science fiction type of deal. I never thought that this might be a song about time travel. And now I'm starting to think that way. That's right. So she, uh, let's see. There's one other thing I just want to talk about for these lyrics is at one point she just says, psych. (laughs) She says, I love you. Psych. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I, I know what psych is. Psych is when I shake your hand. And when you go to take it, yeah. I slowly move my head up to comb my hair back. That's a tough thing to do in a song saying, I love your smile and then say. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily understanding that, but I, I think maybe Shanice is a, a deeper mind than ours that, that this, this has to mean something that we just we're not picking up on right now. I think if we had the resources, we'd know that this probably happened in production. And this would be when Mr. Janet Jackson came to the room and she went for the handshake and then the psych combed her hair. That makes sense. I could see that happening. There's my, uh, there's my take on, uh, on that one. This is, this is such a good song. I feel so positive talking about all parts of this. Mm-hmm. Free to paint my toes all day. These are great lines. <laughs> I know, right? Like even the quote unquote, like mean spirited, like psych move. He just like, no, that's just a positive move. That's a fun move. And the video itself is so positive. And this is so surprising because I think about, uh, mm-hmm. well, this is early 90s. She's 17 or 18. Well, she's 17 when she records it. 18, this comes out. The video is mm-hmm. super positive and good natured. And then I think about how, I don't know, five years later, you have Britney Spears coming on the scene, Christina Aguilera, and and I they just couldn't do a song like this mm-hmm. to be able to do it in such a kind-hearted manner. I, I think the way production would have, however... Um, things would have gone i i don't think they could have had so much fun and innocence in in the videos yeah well innocent innocence is is the right word i think because like i said this is fun and poppy and positive and and all that but everything that came out afterwards like you said five five years later uh christina aguilera britney spears uh even even the uh, spice girls things got overly sexualized I, I found and that's what they were pushing as opposed to like the positivity that Shanice had right and so even though this is number two and it loses out on the number one to I'm too sexy and we found a lot of I'm too sexy all through the later 90s this still has endured the test of time Ooh, time came and showed us our direction yeah that it fits the song. Time came and showed us our direction. The the song it's 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 self fulfilling prophecy. Okay, I got a bunch of categories here, Frank. Do you want to go categories? Okay, so I'm gonna throw this at you. Yeah, let's let, let's give this a try. Can this song be remade in any sort of fashion? If you could imagine a remake of it, what would that look like? Oh. That that's really tough. I, I think the world's too cynical for this song right now. I mean, the cynical world needs this song. Yes, but I, I think that people would uh, they they wouldn't they wouldn't appreciate it the way that it was appreciated back in '91. I was thinking you could remake this as a jazz song, like some sort of like so something totally different. And I think and with the uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I could the, I could hear the, that the do 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 part. Well, let me try that again. Do 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 do. But then, of course, they they do their jazzy stuff with it. 
It had to be slower. Yeah, maybe when Ashley performs again, she could uh, you could persuade her to do this song as a cover. We'll bring it up at an opportune moment, hopefully. I'll try playing it in the car when we're driving today and see what she thinks. Okay, this is another question. We'll see if it works. I always want to think about wedding dances, wedding reception dance, whether it could be a wedding dance or just a reception dance. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to answer the category and then let you do it. <laughs> Would this work for a wedding reception dance? I'd say I don't think this works as a wedding reception dance, either as the dance between two people or during the dance itself. But I think this is really good dinner music. I will agree with you wholeheartedly on that. It's not a, it's not a wedding reception song, but it is a song that like I don't want this to sound lame. But if you want people toe tapping and bobbing a bit, this song will get you in a perfect good mood to do that. It just hits that right note wholeheartedly. Okay, here's an- another. This is a new one, although I've been thinking about this one for a while. So I maybe we'll have to re- insert it into previous episodes. Could this song be used in a public school talent show? Yes, absolutely. Maybe not today. Maybe maybe someone will get laughed at a bit today, but this is absolutely a talent show song. I was thinking it could be like one of those expressive dance songs where the kids have learned the sign language to the song. And, and and actions like that. That's my thoughts. You'd bring sign language to this song, yeah, to the yeah. talent show. Yeah, that's right. Do, okay. do it to sign language, or you'd make up uh, moves that totally represent the song, like literally, the literal acting out of the song. I'm, I'm just wondering how you sign. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't think, I, yeah, that's not going to work. We, we, well, we should bring an expert on, but I don't think that our listeners would be able to hear them signing on, on the podcast. We talk about song universes. Does this song fit into any song universe? Any other, any songs that could be a, uh, related to this song? I think anything early 90s Janet Jackson. This dovetails right in really good with, with, with her stuff. E- even early Mariah Carey, I would say, would fit in very well with uh, with this. But that that's kind of the, the time period, right? Like the uh, 91 through 93, I think I think that, that genre of a, of a female R&B, uh, this, this slots in so well with them. And, and even further than that, Janet Jackson had a had a long storied career now obviously mariah carey as well but uh, i i think that this would fit in with with either of them very easily okay all right i had another one said could this song be the plot of a hallmark movie yes <laughs> i i've never actually seen a hallmark movie except for the christmas prince and the christmas prince 2 and <laughs> well i think there's probably 17 of them at the, at the moment i've i've only seen the first 15 so uh, but yeah, th- this this could definitely be a, a Hallmark song. Would it be called I Love Your Smile or would this be called The Whistle Register? I think The Whistle Register would be the horror film based on this song. <laughs> That's but, exactly. Uh, yeah, that could be, oh, it could be in a new Joker movie. It'd be used ironically. Yeah. It'd be, that would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awful. Uh, let's see. I'm thinking like, uh, so I had a couple things. So I had to throw some ideas down. If someone else mm-hmm. from that era could have sung this song, who could have pulled off this song from that same era? So that's one of my questions. Well, it would have been a, a Janet Jackson, yeah. Mariah Carey. I don't think Taylor Dane would have done a very good version of it. No. I think Mariah Carey wouldn't wouldn't have been able to handle this sort of like she's... I think she'd want to trill too much, but I think Janet Jackson would be perfect. Yeah, I, I think Mariah Carey would uh, wouldn't uh, 
And, and this is absolutely no disrespect to Mariah Carey, because yeah. I'm physically afraid of her. I don't think she would have been as subtle with it yeah. as, as Shanice. That being said, we would place Mariah Carey on our Mount Rushmore of guilt-free pleasures anyways. So she's not losing in the long run yeah. anyways. She might get num- not get number one here, but she's still going to rank higher. She's number one here at guilt-free pleasures. Yeah, that's right. Finally, would Chris Newkirk like this song? See, that's tough. I don't see how anyone can dislike this song. I agree. I think he is going to say yes, and he's going to have some sort of reservations, but I don't think he'll be able to say he doesn't like the song, but he'll have some criticism. That's my conjecture. Yeah. Uh, if if I can liken it to, to something, it would be similar to saying, I don't like kittens. Right. Like, it's impossible to say you don't like kittens. Do you think Chris Newkirk will say... He likes kittens, but with reservations that he'd prefer puppies. Yeah, I could see Chris saying that. Yeah. Okay, will Chris Newkirk like this song? Chris Newkirk, Shanice's I Love Your Smile. I don't dislike this song. Is that is that qualified? Because I don't know if I like it, but I don't not like it. I just feel like it's, it's sort of innocuous. My, my comment was that uh, to dislike this song would be akin to disliking kittens. You can't dislike this song. It's just too positive. No, Chris is going to tell you whether he likes kittens. <laughs> I do like kittens. I don't like cats. I'm I'm one of those. I think that's half the world, at least. Kittens are cool. So, cats. <laughs> is is, is I love your smile a kitten or a cat? It's. See, I don't see it as a kitten because kittens are kind of like let me touch it. I don't. I don't feel like I need to listen to the. Sh- Shanice song but if it's on I'm not offended by it I don't go turn that off which as you already know a couple of these songs we've talked about it's like I I really don't know if I can get the whole way through so I think if you are willing to tolerate something then that's a pretty big win for Bill and Frank that's an endorsement I think yeah it's got that late 80s early 90s beat which saves it because that beat alone for me is like super nostalgic and it can kind of carry me through the end through past all the do do do's but that's the best which part. i really think no it's not that's the part that makes me think oh, this was a terrible theme person. song for 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 a sitcom that lasted a season <laughs> don't you can't you just see the cast of characters all getting their 10 seconds while she's doing her duties. No. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. No, Bill, okay, yes. stop. Okay, now you're teaming up on me. That's This isn't fair. <laughs> but my yeah, my yeah is, um, this sounds like a great show. Yes. All Why right. did they cancel it? Why did they cancel it? I don't, I, I don't think it, it hit the demographics that they were expecting it to hit. Well, this did not go the way I, I envisioned this. I'm, I'm disappointed right now because I love this song, and she sounds like Ralph from from New Edition. Remember Ralph, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. If I like the girl, who cares who you like? Is it Ralph Tresvant or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. Sounds like Ralph. I think they sound a lot alike. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm getting off this call now. Okay. <laughs> well, we we got the hot take on Shanice there, Frank. Yeah, that was. Uh... Not anticipating that. I did not see that one coming. 
See, I like this song so much that I don't like when when someone doesn't like it, I I take it a personal offense. No, but I don't not like it. I just don't. But you don't like it as much as I like it. I tolerate it so much. Like I, if I hear it, I might tap my toe. I might think of that cast of characters on this now canceled, you know, sitcom that I saw two episodes of, and I'm wondering like what happened to that. Listen, Frank. Chris watched two episodes of the show. He's 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 okay. in. Okay, he's in. I think we've we've talked about this a lot in this song, and it's just such a positive, positive song. So I want to end this episode on a positive note, and I think that uh, we should just let Shanice play us out. This has uh, been guilt-free pleasures. Thanks for listening to us, and uh, thanks for loving our smiles.